enlightening, informative, sexy, and fun. Welcome to Looking for Love with your host, Dr. Lori Buckley. Dr. Lori will help you find the love you desire and show you how to have more love and passion in your life. Whether you're single, dating, in a relationship, married, or going through a breakup or divorce, Dr. Lori is here to help. This is Looking for Love, and here's your host, Dr. Lori Buckley. Welcome. You are listening to Looking for Love and More, and I'm your host, Dr. Lori Buckley, and I am here right now with Melanie Hudson. Hey, Lori. So happy to be here with you today. Hey, Melanie. I'm glad to be here and glad to have you here with me, and we're talking about a subject that is really an important one for all of us. And especially now, you know, a lot of people are talking about the COVID-15 and we're all concerned about our weight. I mean, most of us are, but not just our weight, our health and how we're feeling, not just physically, but emotionally. And we're faced with so many stressors right now in our life and we're not getting out and about as much as we used to. And life has changed so drastically. And, you know, when we think about how our body feels and how we feel about our body, especially now, it is more important than ever, but it's always important to feel good about yourself, to do the things to be physically healthy and emotionally healthy around our bodies and our body image and all of those things. And that's what we're talking about today. And we're calling this episode, Love Your Body. And look at it, something that I know I struggle with, and I think we all do to some extent, you know, and to talk about, first of all, why it's important and what are some things that you can do to change your relationship with your body. So I know it's near and dear to you, Melanie, you know, about taking care of your body and how women feel about their bodies. And I'd like you to talk about that a bit. I would love to. I would love it because, first of all, I feel that our health and our bodies are probably the most important thing about being a human being other than our spirit inside of our body, which is a whole different conversation we'll talk about later, but also because of the fact that I'm very much into women loving themselves and loving the body is a big part of that. So I would love to speak about this today. Yes, I know it's something that we're both passionate about, maybe from different perspectives, but really not. And it is about loving your body and accepting yourself, I think, exactly as you are. And look at whether you want to be more fit or lose more weight, whatever that might be, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I think there's something important about us wanting to be our best or look our best or feel our best. But when we are hating our bodies or talking about our bodies or ourselves in a negative way. We, we've all done it, right? It's kind of like, oh, man, I'm so fat. And I mean, I've said that to you. I'm like, man, I'm fat. And you, you usually will correct me. <laughs> like, yes, but, you have the you most know. beautiful body. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, just that self-talk, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not good. To, even if somebody is overweight and I don't think fat is a bad word. And you know, it's like you know, if we feel fat, we feel fat. But to talk to ourselves in such a negative way is not helpful. So whatever size our body is, whatever our weight is, whatever our you know percentage of fat is, to love your body, to take care of it, and then you can feel good and make better choices. And I did gain the COVID fifteen. I'm losing it now. 
but it was easy. And I always say it's so easy to do and so hard to lose it sometimes. And I always work out and I always take care of my body in that way, but not always, you know, in the way that I eat. I'll eat more sugar sometimes or more pasta than is good for me. But I do know that when I feel bad about my body and I have that negative self-talk, which, you know, we all have sometimes consciously or not, I know that I don't treat my body as well. So when I feel good about my body, I do make better choices. I exercise a little harder or a little more frequently. I'll make better choices about what I eat. And when I'm feeling fat or I'm telling myself, you know, whatever negative things I can tell about myself, I then tend not to make good choices. And so there is something about that. And um, I know that you are really good about, much better than I am, about putting nutritious food in your body and not putting unhealthy, toxic things in your body. And what is it, would you say, for you that, or your relationship with your body that kind of drives you to make good choices? Well, First and foremost, I realize that when I eat well and I eat really good food, that I actually feel good. And I like feeling good. I like having energy. I like to think sharply. Uh, I, I like to feel like I have a, ra- a healthy radiance. And so that's my number one priority is to actually feel good. Because mm-hmm. I do notice that if I don't eat well, I don't feel great. You know, I, I'm the kind of person who is, I can eat a little bit of sugar and I love sugar. I love cupcakes. I love candy, but if I eat too much of it, I'll feel so sick. And, um, so I avoid it for that reason. Now I also love my body as a, as my, my earth vehicle. This is the only body I get. And so I love the form of it. I love the way it actually looks. And so I feel motivated to work out, to, uh, to do whatever I can to make it look good for me. You know, that's the other thing. I don't listen too much to what society says. You know, so many, so many, um, so much is emphasized for a woman to look beautiful. And so many women judge themselves if they don't have that perfect body. And I think that no matter what the form is, whether it's overweight, whether it's underweight, it's still beautiful. This is our, this is what we were given and it's, it's gorgeous. And to have that kind of a perspective, it, it helps to take care of it. I mean, we're both on the same page there. And I also think, you know, to get rid of those words, if we can, overweight and underweight, because they're judgment words, right? It's like, oh, there's something Mm -hmm. wrong, right? We're not enough or we're too much. And Look at, I mean, it's semantics, but I, I think that those words can be problematic. And, you know, just to say, this is the body that I have. This is mm-hmm. the weight that I am. But you know what? Speaking of weight, that can be problematic too. I mean, there are some advantages to weighing ourselves, but our bodies are all different. And, you know, some of us have more, more muscle than others. Muscle weighs more than fat. I mean, there are people who weigh with the numbers a lot more, but they look a lot better than, than people who might weigh less if they, you know, if they're not fit or they don't have good muscle tone. So that number kind of messes with us. And, you know, I was telling you that my, my thin friends, the ones who don't really struggle with their weight at all, and I'm not one of those people, but the people who do, and all of my friends uh, are really fit, 
you know, they all work out. I mean, really all of my friends work out and they're conscious about their bodies. I have a couple of who are, who struggle a little bit, but they generally keep it in check. Uh, and they don't weigh themselves. I mean, a lot of them don't, a couple of them do, but the ones who don't struggle as much generally don't get on that scale. And I know that we can get obsessed with the scale. And I know I have, there have been times where I will get on the scale sometimes two, three times a day, you know, and that's when I'm like, quote unquote, dieting, which, you know, I, I don't do any more that extreme dieting or weighing because that is crazy making. And I know there are so many men and women who do that. And that is something that is negatively impacting your mental well-being, but it's also not helping your journey to have a body that you feel good in, that that you feel happy and and well. And it really is something to think about. So well, how often are you weighing yourself? Is it helping you or not? Now, some people say, well, I just do it once a week just to kind of keep things in check. Some people say I do it once a month. Um, I think you are one who only does it when you go to the doctor once a year. Is that correct? That's right. That's right. The way I can tell if I'm gaining weight is if my clothes start feeling tight. Yes. That's it. And, and that I actually heard somewhere that it, if you, to whatever you do, don't go up to the next pant size or the next size. So whenever I feel like, okay, I feel my pants are getting a little tight after our holiday extravaganza of eating and gorging, if I feel the, the tightness in my pants, I will then back off a little and you know, let me, and so, but it's not because of, I'm, I'm on a scale. It's not yes. because I'm weighing myself. I mean, that is a great way to do it. You know, how are you feeling? How are your clothes fitting? But here brings in the problem of what we're going through now. We're most of us not wearing pants. <laughs> right. That's true. <laughs> right. Um, so I do the same thing. I will not buy a size bigger, but man, my pants, you know, they got tight. <laughs> They got really tight. So what did I do? Well, now, okay, no big deal. I'll just wear my pajama bottoms or my Lululemons. <laughs> Sweatpants. <laughs> and I know I'm not alone in that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there is something about that. Just kind of how are you feeling? How are you feeling in your body? And if you feel like you're bloated or you feel like you're, you know, pants are too tight or whatever might be going on. It doesn't have to be your clothes are too tight. It could be just that you're feeling more sluggish. You feel uncomfortable in your body, you know, then you just make some better choices. And, and that's what it is. Not, not restrict yourself. You know, like people say, I'm, I, I can't have this, which, you know, sometimes we do need to figure out the things that we're not going to eat, but to focus more on the things that we are going to eat instead. I'm going to eat more vegetables. I'm going to put more vegetables in my diet. I, you know, all of the things that feed us, not just, you know, nutritionally, but also emotionally, psychologically, spiritually, the food that we put in our body. And when we put crap in our body, we feel like crap, like you were saying. And there is truth in that. And we don't really know that if our diet is generally not so good. So if people are eating, you know, some processed foods, some sugars, and they do that on a regular basis, I mean, there are people who still drink sodas. And I mean, that's one of the, the things that you can really just, instead of drinking soda, drink some water. That makes all the difference in the world. Uh, but they don't know that they're feeling not great because that's what they're used to feeling. 
And when you start eating healthy and you realize it's kind of like sugar. If you eat sugar all the time, which is very addictive, there are many studies that prove it. There's no question about it. We all know it. The more you eat, the more you want. It is probably one of the most addictive things, you know, in our lives, um, you know, separate from maybe some drugs, but it is, it's, it's highly, highly addictive. And the studies about sugar are interesting and there's so many great documentaries on it. But when we stop eating sugar, which takes some time to do, cause you do really crave it and you go through some withdrawals, but once you get that out of your system, you eat something sweet, like a piece of fruit, a natural sweet thing. And it is incredibly sweet. And then when you eat something like a piece of candy, it almost tastes disgusting. It's like too sweet. So it's kind of getting your body back there. But we're not talking about how to eat or what foods to eat on this show as much as how to think about your body, approach your body, feel about your body, but also the things that you put in your body, which is a way to love your body. So the way you talk to yourself and your body, the things you put in your body, the way you treat your body. And when you also can be very aware of how you feel and doing the things that you can do to feel better about your body, psychologically, emotionally, certainly physically. And it also impacts our relationships and our sex life. If we're feeling self-conscious, and I hear this all the time from men and women, I always like to say men because people think this is a woman's issue. And look, it, it, it is a little harder for women. There's no question about that. You know, the standards for how a woman should look are different. But there are men who also really struggle with their body image and how they feel about their body. And, you know, I have the privilege of speaking and working with men and I get to hear this where I think a lot of people don't think about it as being a men's issue. And so it does affect so many people around feeling sexual or feeling turned on or wanting to get naked. They feel so self-conscious and it really does get in the way of being able to enjoy sex or to feel free and confident in your relationship. I actually heard that, especially for women, when you're with a man, to not to not bring attention to the things about yourself that you don't like, because men generally don't see that, especially when you're with, when they're with somebody that they love. So if you're a woman and you feel like, Oh my God, I need to lose 15 pounds and you're in bed with your man, never say, Oh my God, don't look at me. I, I need to lose 15 pounds because then they'll see the 15 pounds. But if you don't say that, that you'll, they look at you as the most perfect, beautiful being uh, alive. Is yeah. that true? Is that something that you've heard? I mean, generally it's true, but I think the bigger part there is what a turnoff, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, yes. w- when we're confident and again, yes. we look at our body and we love our body as it is yes. and we can, no, it doesn't matter what size we are. We can love our body because there's so much to love about it. You know, when I get a little belly, I actually can appreciate how, how like nice it feels. You know, it's like, oh, it's so womanly and soft. And, you know, it's, it's, it's not hating it. It's finding something to love about it. Or the fact that, you know, our body moves. It does so much for us. And 
not everybody's body does move. I mean, that is true. And loving our body for whatever it does and not focusing on the things that are wrong or the things that it doesn't do. It's, it's like with everything going to a place of gratitude. And when you are loving and accepting your body as it is, and you're in bed with a man getting naked, whether it's a new person or somebody you've been with for a while, and you are loving your body, it will feel very different to your partner. They will be more attracted to you because it's much more attractive. I can say it's a turn on generally. But if you're saying, oh, and you know, the interesting thing is most of the women who, who do that, they're like, oh, I've gained this or I, I don't like this. They generally don't really have an issue. They're just hard on themselves. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't feel good you know, in, in that setting, let's just go with that. And it's not good. There's nothing good about it. I can't say one good thing that would be good about that. So if you are saying those things to your partner, not only is that problematic, but the bigger problem is you just even feeling that way or saying that to yourself. So looking at yourself in the mirror and saying something positive about your body every single day is one thing you can do to really make a difference. And you and I printed out these laminated signs for our women in the women's group. And I have mine on my mirror and says something like, from this day forward, I am going to love this person looking back at me. It could say that. It could say, I love you and I love you exactly as you are. So whatever works for you, but something about loving your body, loving yourself, you put it on your full length mirror. And by the way, a full length mirror is a good thing to have. You don't want to avoid looking, you know, look at yourself, but don't look at yourself and criticizing. Generally what we do when we look at ourselves, whether it's just our face or whether it's our full length mirror, we can be hard on ourselves, and we look at the things that are wrong. We might look at the wrinkles or the pimple or the, or the thighs or the, whatever it is that we don't like. Those are the things that kind of get really giant. It's like there's this big giant spotlight on it and that's what we're looking at. And if you change what you're focusing on and look for the things that you love and love and appreciate your body as it is, that is a practice. And that is something that is important to do every single day. And if you do that every single day, you will start to change your relationship with your body. And when you're doing that, you will also change the way you treat your body. You will treat your body much better, right? And same thing with exercise. When we do something good for our bodies. Definitely. The one thing, one practice that I used to encourage women to do, and actually men as well, when I was teaching Tantra classes, it would be to look at each other, look into a person's face as if you had seen a face for the very first time and remove all judgment and see it just as this shape and, and acknowledge it for the way it looked and the way it felt. And it is the most profound exercise. And I think that's an exercise that every person would benefit from when they look in that mirror and they look at themselves not from a, 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 a person who's judgmental and you've heard all of this, these messages from our media and all of that type of thing, but look at it as if for the first time and you're looking at this body, your face, your arms, your hands and touch and feel it so that you can just see really how magical it is. So there is a saying, we are spiritual beings in a physical form. And so when you look at your body as a vehicle to get around on the planet, 
And it's carrying the spirit inside of you so that you can just enjoy the planet so that you can get around on the planet and look at it in appreciation of that, of what it does, how it carries you, how magnificent it is, how the design is unbelievable. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. Your body is a miracle. So I think when you do those mirror exercises and you look in the mirror with those eyes of non-judgment, see your spirit inside of you, appreciate your body for what it does, that will really help put your yourself into perspective, your body and yourself into pr- proper perspective. Exactly. And really be mindful of the self-talk. So we can't talk about loving your body without talking about loving your body. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So it's important. And we're talking about self-pleasuring or masturbating. And it is an actual physical act of loving yourself and loving your body. And there's so many great benefits to self-pleasuring. And one of them is really appreciating your body and how it feels, but to allow yourself to do that. And from my experience, the women who generally don't like to self-pleasure, it is because there's some negative messages that they received or some shame around it, or just it's scary and uncomfortable and awkward because they haven't done it. And as we know, and I talk about frequently, when we are entering new territory, which is generally a very good thing because we're growing, we're evolving, uh, it's uncomfortable and it's awkward. So it is, again, doing those things that are uncomfortable and awkward that are going towards something that is good, that is beneficial, that will improve your life and help you in a lot of different ways. And this is one of those things. If you're feeling self-conscious or uncomfortable with your body, the tendency is to not touch it. And the thing to do, the most beneficial thing to do is touch it. It is to do the thing that is scaring you, to do the thing that feels uncomfortable. Because when you start to touch your body, when you start to explore your vulva and really experience what it feels like to give yourself pleasure and to love yourself fully, it will start to feel not just comfortable, but incredible. And you can then appreciate what your body can do and how you can really love your body. And it is such an important thing. And I know that a lot of women are much better about talking about that now. And many women, I'm going to say the majority of women probably do, but there are still some women I know who feel self-conscious and uh, messages that were given. Now look at, I'm not going to say everybody has to masturbate. I'm not even going to say everybody should, but I do believe that it is beneficial to everybody who chooses to do it and Look, at people might not do it for religious reasons or something around values or things that they were told. I would just say, take a look at what those messages are that you were given. Do they ring true for you? And if they don't, which they may not, then take a chance and you know, touch your body. And we're not talking about just touching your clitoris or just touching your vulva. It could also be just touching all of your body, giving yourself, 
you know, a massage and, and rubbing your body with, with lotions and oils and not just to moisturize, but to really experience the sensation of what your body feels like. Because it probably feels really, really good. Another exercise I like to do, speaking of touching your body, is just you touching very lightly with your fingertips. Not only do you feel the sensation of your fingertips on your skin, which is such pleasure, and we need pleasure. It's also experiencing your the fingertips experiencing the skin underneath of them. So right. it's like experiencing a sculpture. It's it's really a, a two way experience. Yeah, I think we did that in our women's group, and there's something yes. really cool about that. It's it it takes some practice, but yeah, not to not to feel what it feels like to be touched by yourself, but to be the fingers, what it feels like for your fingers to touch your body. And that is, I I love that exercise. That's a great idea. That's a really good one. So yeah, there's lots of ways to love our body. And the first thing we need to do is really become conscious about the things that we say to ourselves that really create us feeling not good about our bodies or hating our bodies, all that negative self-talk, all of the things that we do that create problems, weigh ourselves, compare ourselves to others, mm-hmm. just you know, look in the mirror and focus on the things that we don't like, treating our bodies badly, not, not putting nutritious food in our body. And those things we can change. And to love your body is not necessarily an instant thing that can happen. It is a practice. And to start being aware and doing the things that we're talking about is really going to change your life. I mean, it really will. Also, when you start to see the results of taking care of yourself, when you start feeling better after eating better foods, when you see your body becoming firmer after exercising, you feel more motivated to stay healthier and to continue on that journey of becoming healthier. And then your your self-confidence will continue to grow. Your self-esteem will grow. Start out with high self-esteem to begin with. Love yourself no matter what. But then when you are actually treating your body as the temple, as they say, your body is the temple, you go in, you, you treat it with sacredness and respect and honor, you will, your self-esteem will raise even more and it'll propel you to continue to just honor and love yourself and treat yourself as well as possible. And you'll see a lot of results as you continue. Yeah, and what you're saying is important in the fact that, yes, when we do actually really like what we're seeing, maybe it's a size that we like or whatever might be going on. It becomes much easier and more natural, but we don't want to wait for that to happen. First, we need to create that. We need to get to that place and it's not easy and it's not automatic of learning to accept our body as it is and loving our body, even though it may not be as firm or small or whatever it is, or even big. Look, there's some people who are too skinny and they don't like the way that they look, right? They think they're too skinny. Again, the two, the, you know, over, under, these are all judgment words. And when we're in that place, it's much harder to get started. And so it is doing it, not 
not from the place of, oh, I don't like my body, so I have to change it, but I love my body and I accept it as it is and I'm going to treat it better. And then, like you were saying, it becomes much more organic over time. One, because the practice gets stronger, but also because our bodies will start to change and we'll feel better about it. So don't wait until you have wonderful feelings or to your body looks the way it does and don't beat yourself up to make your body look the way you want to look starving fasting restricting you know all of that that doesn't work and we know it doesn't work why because people who do that and i've done it you know it's easy to fast well it's not easy but it's doable you know you can you can fast and you can diet and you can lose weight uh but you're going to gain it back and it, it's not going to be sustainable and it's it's not good it's like our body it's like we're fighting our body but when it comes from that place of of acceptance and love and compassion and making those changes sometimes just small little changes a little bit at a time before you know it you will one it actually naturally automatically love your body no matter what size it is and it will start to evolve it will start to change and you will feel better emotionally and physically and this is so important i'm so glad we're talking about this and i know it's always a problem for for so many people in the world Uh, but right now i think even more so i like to call it the perfect storm of the pandemic it's been my experience one you are home all the time. So it's really easy to go to the refrigerator or do the snacking. One, there's a lot of stress and having some comfort food can feel really good. Uh, Then the other thing is we don't have to wear pants. I mean, most of us aren't wearing pants. And that is the perfect storm. It's just there's all of these things going on. And not to beat yourself up if you've gained, you know, five pounds or 15 pounds or whatever it might be. uh, Just don't keep going. You know, it's like, okay, it's now time to make some better choices and, and do some things that are going to work better. Maybe it's starting to wear pants. <laughs> exactly. And only you know, have healthy food in your refrigerator, no junk food. Yes, yes. And that's what I've done. Oh, another thing, we got to add to that perfect storm where I can, within minutes almost, well, we'll say within an hour, I can go on my phone, I can order Anything I want, pretty much, and within an hour or two, or even less, it will be at my doorstop. It could be it could be any kind of food that's already cooked from a restaurant. It could be the grocery store. I do have all of my groceries delivered. In a way, it makes it easier because I used to love to go grocery shopping. You know, you walk down the aisles and you get tempted by a lot of foods. And when you're ordering online, you don't see those tempting foods as as much. I mean, certainly they're there. You can find them. But I would order, you know, all my healthy foods, my fruits, my vegetables, and everything that's that's good. Uh, but I would usually add one treat. Like, I just want one treat. So maybe it would be a chocolate bar. Maybe it would be ice cream and one sort of treat. And just that felt really good. But I'm not doing that now. <laughs> because why? It's like, this. why should I do that? I'm going to be okay just ordering those things. And if it's not here, you know, I won't eat that. And I'll eat carrots instead or, or a piece of fruit instead. And it's it's kind of tempting. Not that we shouldn't have a treat. And you and I were talking about that. Look, at, we're not saying don't enjoy your life and don't, en- you know, don't not enjoy your food. And if you're going to eat a candy bar or ice cream, maybe candy bar. Well, no, look, if you want to eat a candy bar, look at Halloween's coming up. There's candy. And if you want to eat a piece of candy, eat a piece of candy. Don't feel bad about eating a piece of candy. If you're going to feel bad about eating the candy, don't eat the candy. But if you want to eat the candy... 
like we like to say, you and I enjoy the candy, right? Words of wisdom. Your the body will process it differently when you enjoy when you're eating. I heard that there was a study where people Americans were asked, "How would you feel if you ate a piece of chocolate cake?" And the Americans would say, "Oh my God, I would feel so guilty. I would feel I'd hate myself because I ate this cake." Just negative, have negative thoughts about it. And when French people were asked the same question, how would you feel if you ate a piece of chocolate cake? They said, I would feel so overjoyed. I would feel in bliss. I would feel that life was just exciting and wonderful. So the body probably does process the food differently in French people because they're actually enjoying it and feeling good about it. They're sending these positive messages to their body. I don't know how we compare to the way French people eat, but I know that we have more of an issue and maybe the attitude has something to do with it. You know, absolutely. Look, maybe there's some metaphysical component, but I will also say that if you feel bad about eating that chocolate cake, right, you feel bad about yourself, what are you going to do? You're probably going to not treat yourself very well. It might be, well, I've been bad, so I might as well have another piece of chocolate cake. Or you feel so bad you want to comfort yourself so you have more chocolate cake. When you enjoy the chocolate cake, you don't need as much. You really don't. You feel satisfied and it feels really good. But if you are beating yourself up and feeling bad about it, your behavior will also be altered. So I think there's a lot of different components, some that we don't even know, but how you approach life, how you approach food is also important. And that's why the restrictive thing doesn't work. Like, oh, I can't, I can't do this. I can't do that. And then you do it and then you feel bad and you're like, oh, screw it. I blew it. I might as well do it more. Um, Or you just feel bad and then you might struggle. It's like, okay, I'm going to starve myself for the next whatever. And then that doesn't work. It's none of it is sustainable or healthy. So changing your relationship with food, with your body, that's what we're talking about. And it is doable, not necessarily easy, but again, if you approach it from a, I, what I would say, an above-the-line place, from a place of love, from a place of gratitude, from a place of acceptance, it will work much, much better. There's no question about that. We know this, and there are studies that show that. So, yeah, so important. So before we end, Melanie, you've got something really exciting coming up. Can you please share what you are doing? Thank you. Absolutely. Well, speaking of bodies... I'm part of a summit, a women's uh, speaker summit. It's called the Sacred Body Summit. And it is featuring, it's a one-day virtual event featuring eight speakers who will speak on different topics to help women overcome conditioning that caused them to not love themselves, not love their bodies. And it will offer, will offer tools and, and exercises to help us, you know, feel better about ourselves look better, get more energized, get in touch with who we are so that we can become more powerful and more confident on this planet because we really do need more feminine energy on the planet to really balance it out. So that's one of our purposes. So the event is on Sunday, October the 25th, and it starts at 10 a.m. It's from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Pacific time. And you can get information if you go on my website, positiveenergywoman.com. And that will give you a link to take you to the summit page where you can actually sign up. 
So thank you very much for the opportunity to share that information. And it sounds fantastic. So if somebody can't attend the the live summit, the, the virtual summit, would they be able to listen to the recordings? There will be recordings posted for a short period of time, and that information will be on the website. And that, so they can be accessed, uh, but they, you must sign up in order to access those, those links. So if they go to positiveenergywoman.com, they can get all the information and sign up if you're interested. Uh, I think it sounds really wonderful. And people who are listening to this episode are probably interested. And that's what we're talking about, right? The topic is about your body and loving your body. So it sounds like the perfect fit. And I do encourage you listeners to go check it out. You got nothing to lose. You got all of these wise, wonderful women giving you great information. It's free. You can listen to the recordings. And I am always big on listening to recordings of summits and webinars and things like that. Sometimes, you know, if you can attend it live, it's great because you usually have an opportunity to ask questions. But, you know, sometimes we can't do that. So to be able to have access to it even after is incredible. So thank you for doing that. And that's going to be, I think, really an important thing for so many people and really will impact a lot of a lot of women who are going to choose to attend. Thank you. And that is something to clarify that it is for women. It is for women by women. So as much as we love our men, there will be other summits in the future where men will be become a part of it and be invited to, to attend. But this is specifically for women and women's power and women's bodies. Yeah. So thank you. Which is good. Yes, of course. Well, thank you for being here. Again, a topic that I know is important to everyone and something that we like to talk about and guide women through really empowering themselves and loving themselves, which is, Mm -hmm. look at, it is important to the world. Mm -hmm. Women are feeling empowered and are feeling good about themselves and are feeling happy. It affects all of the people in their world, their families, uh, the people that they work with, and it does change the world. So let's all do our best to start with ourselves to make some changes. We all think that, you know, we don't have the ability, even though we want to make big improvements to the world, but we do. And it doesn't take a whole lot sometimes. It's just really can start with you working on you. And that usually can evolve to doing other bigger things. So give it a go and love your body. And I do appreciate all of you listeners listening to the show. And speaking of love your body, check out my store, stuffoflove.com. I've got some toys to help you, including Love My Vulva, which is a massage moisturizing cream that can intensify your pleasure and your orgasms to be used alone or with a partner. And it is a great way to start loving your body uh, with some self-pleasure and treating yourself to something really good on your body. Go to stuffoflove.com. Check it out. I appreciate all of you listening to the show, and we'll be back next week. Bye, everyone. Bye, Melanie. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Lori. What a great show. Thank you. 